Welcome, my darling pretties, to our Beyond the Dawn of Business podcast for pretty empowered female entrepreneurs. It's time to step into your power, pretties, lift each other, support the squad, and choose a life filled with the autonomy and freedom to live your dreams. I'm your host, Dawn Beth, owner and founder of Beyond the Dawn Digital Business Brand and Agency. My coffee is hot and my eyelashes are on, so we are ready to go. Hi, and welcome to this episode. Today, I want to dispel some social media myths and just give you a little insight into how we can get swept up in the fake news when it comes to how best to use social media for our business. So firstly, (laughs) hope you're doing really, really well. I'm sending you a world of love in the month of love. (laughs) And I hope that you have gotten to this point and you're doing lots and lots for yourself and your business, recognizing all of the good things that that can do for you going forward. One of the things that we do when we're in the space of social media, we're in the space of trying to gain new leads, is we consume a lot of different messages from other people. Now, consuming messages in it on itself is not a bad thing at all. It's really good for us to be in that space. It's really good for us to have an understanding of what's going on. But it can be also really important for us to recognize when we need to do something for ourselves and our own situation, rather than being swept away with the tide of what's going on for everybody else. So the three main questions I get asked all of the time when we are myth busting, I'm going to myth bust them today so that they can help you and you can recognize which areas of social media are causing a little bit of confusion and brain fog um, where there really, really genuinely doesn't need to be. So myth number one, that you need a massive audience in order to be able to sell and make the money that you want to make. So don't get me wrong, having a massive audience can be really helpful if they are an audience of ideal clients. But the people that we have around us in the entrepreneurial space that have a massive audience of ideal clients are those that have been going for years and years and years. They've been consistently good or excellent for a very long time and they've built that audience up Um, as assets to their business over this time using a variation of fantastic outward visibility practices. Now, what's fantastic about that is that it gives all of us that information that if we are consistent and we keep going, it can work for us too. But that doesn't mean that you have to wait until you have that in order to make really good sales. I think I've said this previously on another podcast that I've done, that my first six figures was actually made in less than 50 people. So if you can find 50 people to work with you, you you have the opportunity to create a really good sustainable income without having a massive audience. Like 50 people is not a massive audience. When you think about how many people there are on social, you've got a billion people active on Instagram, for instance. You can find however many people you need for that to be significant for you. What is really important though 
is that you can have a massive audience or even a medium-sized audience and that make absolutely no difference to your sales. And I'm probably not going to be giving a spoiler alert here when I say that that is because you have a massive audience of people who are not on the spectrum of your ideal client, okay? The thing that is really important for everybody to know is that actually finding your people is so much more important than finding lots of general public, okay? You want to make sure that the people that are the right people for you to work with are the people that you're attracting, they're the people that you're speaking to, and you're the people that that you're interacting with regularly on your social accounts. And if you're doing that, you can grow steady. You can grow in just a lovely quality way and the quantity doesn't matter. A lot of people look at follower counts, um, you know, friend numbers and follower counts and all of these things to give themselves the idea of being an established business. It's a load of rubbish. It does not matter how many people you have as long as the people that you have are the right people. For instance, we recently found that we have a ton of people on our Instagram that are not our ideal clients. When this podcast first started, we had an influx of new followers and we were so busy at the time with client work and everything that we were doing we really didn't take the time to review which is not like us at all but we didn't take the time to review who it was that was following us and we had hundreds of people follow us every single day and we were just loving the fact that we'd hit the mark and we thought that this was due to our podcast going out it turns out recently we found that we have a ton of non-ideal client people following us and we're not entirely sure how we got them but we're in the process of removing them from our follow list and we can already see I think we've moved a couple of hundred already we've completely deleted a couple of hundred people we work exclusively with women and there are a lot of dudes on that account that came from places in the world that we've never been to and we it's just not our ideal clients so we've removed a couple of hundred already Um, And we're seeing our engagement rise. We're seeing all of the positive insights on our Instagram come back on the back of those people being removed. So you don't need a massive audience and also do check who your audience are. And if your ideal client isn't Dave, 43, divorced, likes pie and chips on a Friday night, then remove him from your follow list, okay? Leave those seats for the people that you really want to be seeing your content. That's the first myth buster. The second myth buster is a really big one and I hope you're listening to this. I hope you're really taking this in because this is this is going to rock your world. There is no secret sauce. <laughs> there is no secret sauce. There just isn't. It doesn't matter if you post seven days a week at 9am or on a Wednesday at 3pm and use all 30 hashtags and stand on your head whilst dancing with a banana, wearing one eyelash and one shoe. Like there is no secret sauce to make it work. It's much, much simpler than that. Everybody 
is chasing the holy grail of how to beat the algorithm. And the truth is, that's some really clever algebra. You're not going to beat it. Don't try and fight against the tide. Grab yourself a nice canoe and go along with the flow. Understand how the algorithm works. Do the things that work for you. If you can consistently post three times a week and you know that you can perform that function comfortably as well as doing all of your other tasks, then share your message three times a week every week from now until forever. Okay? If you can only find six or seven hashtags that you feel are aligned with what you want to say, use six or seven hashtags. Don't get me wrong, Instagram gives us little tidbits of things that work best, but even if you do all of the things correctly, you will find that when your message hits, it hits because you are reaching your people. Not because there's some secret source or because you're beating the algorithm or you've got a cheat code for Instagram. Like it just doesn't, that just doesn't work. If you were to take consistent, messy action, even if it was wrong, then you would still grow. Okay, so don't think about all the somatics. There isn't a secret source. Just do what's right for you and do it well. Do it consistently. And the, you know, the best thing that you can do is that you can take some action. Like even if you didn't have a plan, even if you didn't have a strategy, and I know this probably sounds crazy from somebody who teaches planning, strategy, content creation. I get it. I totally get it. But even if you didn't have any of those things in place, if those things feel too hard and heavy for you, then you can absolutely just take the action, get the stuff done, and you will make traction in terms of your social medias. Okay. Myth number three. There was a saying that was really prominent a few years ago, and I'm not even sure if people still use it anymore, but I really like to use it as my example. So it was a saying that was ABC, always be selling. And I don't know if you've heard that. If you if you have, then have a giggle with me <laughs> because I always be selling. It's actually so true, but not in the way that most people take it. So always be selling is a myth in the way that it is used on social media. So if you are putting a post out a day or two posts a day, you know, asking people to buy from you, promoting your services, letting people know what offers you've got on, using really strong call to actions like DM me now um, or uh, click the link for more or any of those really strong things and you're doing that super, super regularly, like every single day, you are going to turn your audience off. It's too much. Most people who sell well, sell without ever being salesy. Okay. There is an art form to selling. And often it's just about feeling really confident in what you have to sell. It's about not allowing there to be a moment or an air of desperation. I said um, a couple of weeks ago, and I love this terminology, that desperation is a skunk spray. So if you have even, if you've let yourself enter the circle of desperation in terms of like, I need money now, then you automatically are going to hold that scent. You're going to hold that stink 
for a long, long time. It doesn't matter how much you wash, it's going to be there, just this musty smell on you. Every single time you post, people are going to get a whiff of it and it's going to turn them off. Now, I know that if you're not making sales and you need to make money, me saying to you, I don't have the air of desperation might sound really harsh. And it might also sound like, how do I not do that, Dawny? Like, how, how do I not come off desperate when I am? And it's all to do with the way you're showing up. It's all to do with your mindset. And it's all to do with about how you are planning to attract your ideal client. In a couple of weeks, I have my free challenge, which I do every single year for the launch of my signature course, Audience Attraction, which is just my absolute favorite thing to deliver. And every single year, we take our ladies through this journey of figuring out how you can sell without being salesy and how you can do it with ease and flow so that it really doesn't ever come across desperate and allows people to see that social proof and that confidence in you, which obviously allows sales to happen more organically and just in such more of an enjoyable way than that force and push and pressure, which so many of us have been taught previously when it comes to kind of like bro marketing tactics and sales. Obviously, speaking to people in dms is one of the really really strong things at the moment that everybody is talking about and it's fantastic outreach personal outreach is amazing it's really really good but if you're cold messaging people and you're constantly trying to sell every single day and it's like jump into my dms right now or click this link all the time people are just going to start to recognize that the only thing that you're after is to sell to them and all of that special feeling around community all of the things that you may genuinely want to do to support your community with resources and free value will be lost nurture will be completely gone and you start to erode that know like and trust right we're all looking for that know like and trust we're trying to give that to our people we're trying to make sure that everybody knows that that you're legit that that they can be you know safe with you and one of the things that i really love about my clients is they always come back to me and they always explain to me the reasons why they felt comfortable and that's invaluable data okay so like if that happens for you if you've had people previously buy for you and if they've not like naturally offered up that information go and ask them like what was it about me that made you feel comfortable um parting with your money you know like what 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 made you buy into me and find out what that thing is and make sure that you when you're talking about your offers when you're talking about what you have available the invitation isn't desperate and it's allowing people to still see that wonderful light of yours shine through um, so that you're not feeling the pressure of continually pushing for sales and sales and sales every single day. And essentially probably behaving in a way that is so misaligned to who you are as a person because we are not all um, Wall Street, you know, sales sharks. And it's not it's not always the best way for us to actually give our energy to our people so i hope you've enjoyed those three myth busters take them and use them to your benefits in the next 
couple of weeks, next couple of months. Let me know how they worked for you. And if you haven't already joined us in our free group, please do pop in. We would love to see you. Until next time. If you're loving our pretty podcast, come on over to Social Pretties, our online safe house and sisterhood community. It's a safe space where female entrepreneurs connect and thrive in a warm, welcoming fold of pretty amazing women. You'll find an easy redirect in the description and I can't wait to see you in there. And depending on where you're listening right now, we would love it if you would click subscribe or follow so that you can be the first to know when our new podcasts come out.